When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every day at 9.45 a.m. It's live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Coming up this weekend, Saturday, June 4th, going to be at the Comedy Club of Kansas City with uh, my good bud, Jonathan Kite. Tickets, I believe, you can just get at thecomedyclubofkansascity.com or on Jonathan's website. Or, I don't know, go to my website. I don't take care of that stuff. That's why... That's why we got folks Uh, next week, June 9th, Thursday night, going to be downtown Minneapolis comedy at the crane. That is for stand up raw episodes 12, 13 and 14 already. Unbelievable. So if you want tickets for that uh, ticket link is going to go up today. And then on Saturday, June 11th, 11th. Yeah, there we go. June 11th. I'm, all these goddamn dates. Saturday, June 11th, doing the Dirty Show, Spring Street Tavern, Club Underground, and June 22nd, Wednesday night, Ineffable Brewing in Burnsville, 8 p.m. You can find that information on my website. Hey, what's happening, uh, everybody on the live feed? What's up, Olina? Hi, Dan. How are you, buddy? What's up, Anna? Gracie? Good to see everyone. So, we've talked many, many times about the small, little, tiny things in life that make life worth living. And I'm not talking about like the twinkle of a newborn's eye. No, no, no. I'm talking about the things that happen that you don't even quite realize they are happening. And if you don't believe in like some sort of universal higher power, I'm not talking about a guy in a white robe with a beard wagging his goddamn finger at you. I'm talking about a universal... I don't want it. It's not the universe. The universe brought it to me. I God, I hate that. It was the universe. Yeah, because the cosmos give a fuck that your nail salon lady just happened to be open for an extra five minutes to squeeze you in. The universe was working with me. I could get my nails did before the weekend. It was the universe. No, no, no. Hate that shit. But if you don't believe in signs, there's something wrong with you. There's got to be some sort of weird unseeable force that goes in between all of us, right? It's There's got to be. You talk about twins who are on the other side of the country, and one of them's like, damn, man, like I got like a pain in my elbow. And then their twin brother calls them an hour later and goes, I just got back from the doctor. Christ, I got tendonitis in my elbow. And they're like, what the fuck? What? How crazy. Uh, Olena's saying, what up? Good morning to you. MK fan, how are you? Good to see everybody. Um, but the reason why I bring this up is because sometimes there's signs in life that you just cannot ignore. And I don't talk a lot about stuff that when it comes down to like the private life of like finances or daughters or stuff like that. But these two happen to coincide with one another. And right now, 
I, we're in the process of trying to get my daughter, trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to do for high school. Because where we grew up, there was one school, and that's where everyone went. <laughs> that's all you had. There was one school, and there wasn't a choice. It was either you were smart enough to go to the high school, or you were too dumb and had to go to the small school that was behind the high school, which I believe we called the ALC. And I think the acronym that we gave, it was called like the Arrowhead Learning Center. But I think what the kids used to call it was Addict's Last Chance. <laughs> I'm probably screwing that up. Uh, hi, Scooter. What's up? Good to see you. Hi, Mel. Hi, Mira. What's up, AA? And the reason why I bring it up is because we've been going through trying to figure out a way to be able to pay for private school. Um, it is a goddamn clusterfuck. You have so many schools. You have so many choices. You have some places that are, you know, some places are $27,000 a year. Some places are $16,000 a year. Some schools are $4,000 a year. And we've been trying to figure this out. Like, what is it that we're supposed to do? Because, I have one school that is literally across the street from me, the Academy of Holy Angels. And the pedigree of that school, I mean, I think that school was founded in like 1912. It's been around for some time. Every brick that's been hand laid in that place is still there to this day. You got other schools, you got, you know, where we're at, there's Bloomington Jefferson, you have Kennedy, you have Richfield High School, there's Nova not too far from here, Nova Academy the number one school in the state, also free to be able to get into. You, you know, you don't realize how big of a pain in the ass this is. You got to plan this shit 18 months in advance before you can even think. I mean, people are already talking about their kids are like in fifth grade and they're already putting in applications to be able to get into certain high schools because that's how far out it is. That's how many people we have on the earth. So you assholes who want to ban abortion, think about that. Apparently, you've never had to enroll your child in a metro school before. Such a pain in the ass. Amanda, we called it assholes last chance. Is that what it was? Everyone had an ALC? Yeah. Sally, Jefferson is an awesome school. I, listen, I agree. I think Jefferson's a great school. I'm a big fan of Kennedy as well. They've had a lot of really good uh, academic scholars and athletes come out of both those schools. Mark Parrish, who one time spilled a vodka cranberry on me at a celebrity softball game, uh, coming straight out of Bloomington, Jefferson, and then I was like, hey, Mark Parrish, stop spilling your goddamn drink all over me. And then come to find out like three years later that he had been battling a crippling alcohol addiction. <laughs> Sweetheart, though. Great guy. Salt of the goddamn earth. Sally, Mini Ha Ha Academy, I hear is a good school as well. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's like $27,000 a year to go there. St. Thomas, another one, you know. Um, what do they call it? Victoria? Vatican? Victory. Val Kilmer. Juan Valdez. I don't remember the name. It starts with a V. And I know it's supposed to be one of the best all-girls school in not only Minnesota, but also the state. I, I believe that is like another, like you know, $29,000 a year. Anyway. The reason why I bring it up is if you don't believe in signs, if you don't, we're trying to figure out a way to financially make it happen for my daughter to go to the Academy of Holy Angels. I'm, I literally look out my window and there is the building every single day. 
it's just that I don't know if you guys know this or not. Uh, when you decide to go ahead and live a life in the entertainment business, you either make nothing or you make millions. There's no in between. It's either you are just just barely skimming by, or you've got you, you got like two Teslas and fifty two hundred square feet. There's not a lot in between, and that's no joke. It goes the same with it goes the same with radio, with stand up, with television. Ask anybody in TV. It's either you make a shitload of money or you make nothing. People in New York, you make a lot. People in midsize, you know, uh, I bet people in Minneapolis probably do very well. TV's a little bit different than everywhere else. But if you get to markets that are like the size of, you know, what would be like a good mid, middle of the road type of, you know, if you get to a place like Oklahoma City, Dude, you're not pulling in six figures. You're probably making like $37,000 a year to read the evening news. That's no joke. So, I don't know. People would always just assume like, oh, you work for three hours a day and they just back up the Brinks truck. Fuck no. That's not how it works at all. Gracie, would she qualify for a scholarship? We've gone down that route. And yes, she does because her grades are outstanding. So we've been in the process of trying to figure this out and you know there's avenues you can go down I'm trying not to go too far into debt <laughs> to make this happen cuz we got not only do we have school for high school but then there's another 4 years of college that maybe I'm not going to have to be on the hook for maybe she'll figure it out maybe she'll get a couple scholarships maybe she'll be able to go to a place maybe she'll just decide you know what fuck it i don't want this the $100,000 of student loan debt so i'm going to do 2 years at the community college down the street and then i'll go and get my bachelor someplace else that's totally fine too or maybe she'll just go piss on all of it i'm just going to become a woodworker and i'm going to go get my 2 year <laughs> associate's degree and come right out the gate making 65k and work my way up maybe she does that too all of those routes, completely 1,000%, I'm okay with. Either way, doesn't matter to me. Um, what's up, D? How are you? Cruising Blue, nice to stop by the Instagram Live. Appreciate it. If you guys got some comments, go ahead and throw them on to the, uh, the comments section. It's always fun to interact. Uh, Scooter, well, not to mention her gymnastics as well. Activities are not cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm still forking out what I pay in a month. My parents ne never paid for in four years of me trying to attempt to do sports. My mother, at some point when I came to her, I think it was like 10th grade, I'm like, hey, so I was thinking about doing guitar lessons instead of playing football. Because I don't know if you noticed, kind of getting my ass kicked out there. My mom said, well, here's the deal. Guitar lessons are once a week for an hour and they're $20 a lesson or football is three hours a day, five days a week. And that cost me $25 for the season. So you do the math on which one I'm going to pay for. And instead of becoming a guitar virtuoso, I could have been on stage with Mark Tremonti. You guys don't know who that is. He's the guitar player from Creed. Sad that I first off know that. Secondly, sad that you don't know that. He's a great guitar player. It's too bad that his long-haired weirdo freaking singer had to completely demolish everything that guy had worked for. Don't shit all over a guy who's got really terrible sideburns that at some point would lead to a chin strap beard. That guy's a great guitar player. Phenomenal. Just sometimes great artists have to get coupled with shitty bands, and it's too bad. 
Don Henley, I'm looking at you. Why'd you join the Eagles, you son of a bitch? Wait a minute. Hang on. Your actual solo stuff sucked too. Never mind. Travis Barker. There we go. Now, shit. I like Blink-182. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm looking at you, Billie Eilish. Shit. She's a solo artist. Shit. Okay. Well, never mind. You guys have no idea where I'm going with this. And neither do I. But what I'm trying to say is the guy was a phenomenal guitar player and I could have been him. It could have been me playing in Creed, but instead, no. I had to go out and lose my starting position on the varsity football team to a 10th grader because I was small and diminutive, wasn't very fast. I ran a 5-2-40. Do you know how slow 5-2 is for a kid who is 17 years old? Holy shit. There was dudes that were 63 that could have blown past me. A 5-2-40. I was in my prime. That was as fast as I was ever good. Obviously, I would. If there was a division four, I still wouldn't have played. <laughs> That's how goddamn bad I was. But nope, get your ass out there. Sally, my cousin got a two year degree from the community college while in high school, so it was all free. That's the way to do it. Post secondary, if you can start doing those two years of college, 11th and 12th grade, shit, yeah, man. Absolutely. Katie Anniker. How are you, Katie Anniker? Um, Sally, all girls school visitation. It just, yes, visitation. That's the one I'm thinking of. I knew it was a V. It was either visitation, Vatican, or Val Kilmer Academy. One of the three. I'm glad we figured it out. I'd still, it'd be weird if it was an all girls school that was named Val Kilmer Academy, but I'm just saying there was a V in there somewhere. I'm glad we figured it out. Uh, Gracie, post-secondary education. I did that. That's the way to go, man. That's the way to go. So anyways, get back to my story about how you guys should believe that there is a higher power somewhere. Not, it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be a God. It doesn't have to be a cow. It doesn't have to be Buddha. It doesn't have to be Ganeshnu. I apologize if I fucked that up. It's not because I'm racist. It's because I'm ignorant. Please remember that. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't have to be any of those things. But you do have to think that there is a higher power somewhere that sort of pulls the strings and lets you know about all the signs in life. And as we've been trying to figure out what, because time's of the, of the essence here. I mean, her last day of school is next week. She starts high school in three months. We still haven't decided on exactly where it is she's going to go. And I, I know that this might sound weird, but yesterday... I'm at home and I'm kind of like crunching numbers, just going, can I make this work? Is this going to work? Where is this kid going to end up? And I get a, uh, I get an email from my voiceover agent in Portland who goes, Hey, uh, I got a script that came in. I was wondering if you can knock it out today. If you can do it in like an hour. And I'm like, and I was busy and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Just send it to me. That's fine. Sends me the script. I open it up. No shit. It is a script for the Academy of Holy Angels. Every single summer, they put on a giant concert, which I I love living right across the street because I can hear it clear as a bell. I can sit in my backyard in a lawn chair. Uh, They've had some really good bands come through there. And what are the goddamn chances that a place that I have had contact with, trying to figure out if my daughter should go there or not, they contact my voiceover agent. They have no idea that they are going to get me. They basically call my agent and go, hey, anybody around? Here's what we're looking for. And then my agent goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how we do it. And then he calls me and goes, I got a thing for you. He has no idea that the Academy of Holy Angels is 800 feet from my front door. Neither would the Academy of Holy Angels ever know that I am 
associated with <laughs> this voiceover agent. But all of a sudden, the script came in, and I'm like, are you goddamn kidding me? What are the chances? What are the chances? So I don't know. It, obviously, it's not a big... It, it's it, it's not life-changing. It's not path-changing. It's not course-altering. I'm just saying, if you don't believe that there is some sort of weird higher power out there that delivers this shit, there's got to be something. I don't believe in the secret. I'm not a big, like, he manifested it into his life. He just had good thoughts. And, no, no, no. It's not how it works. Don't discredit hard work for the secret. That's all it is. It's the secret. God, I hate that. Sally, that's a sign. See what I'm saying? It's a sign. Whether it's a good sign or a bad sign, I have no idea. All I'm saying is it's crazy that that shit happens. Regardless of how it turns out, I'm like, what are the chances? Now, if I wasn't going through all this, say I lived on the opposite end of town and my daughter was trying to get into another high school that wasn't even Holy Angels, would they still have sent me the script to be able to read this for their concert? Maybe. I have no idea. I'm just saying, what are the goddamn chances that out of nowhere, goddamn, <laughs> holy angels, don't smite me, mighty smiter. What I'm saying is, it's kind of crazy that those two things come at the same time. So anyway, throwing it out there. What's up, Cassie? Nice to see you. Uh, if you haven't been to it, it yet, rudypovich.com just had a couple of uh, new orders come in for some merchandise. So highly appreciate that. Hopefully, um, I get on this kick where I'm like, I'm going to sit down. We're going to like totally work with this uh, graphic designer. And then I get a graphic designer and then I just let shit go to the wayside. So I apologize about not keeping up with new merchandise. We'll get it though. We'll get it. Gracie, did you just quote Bruce Almighty? You're goddamn right I did. It's another movie that doesn't get enough credit. It was ahead of its time. You had a guy who wanted to play God, and then he got to play God. He answered everyone's prayers with an email. That's good writing. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Saw this video yesterday. Uh, we're talking about the little things in life. This is another thing that I'm a big fan of is, you know, like I said, it's not always the twinkle in someone's eye. Sometimes it's, it's just catching a ball at a freaking baseball game and after you catch it it's not the fact that you barehanded that ball it's the fact that you didn't spill any of your beer in the process hit well but foul did you think there was any chance as a fan who made a play <laughs> you were gonna get a baseball there brought his glove right or did you get it barehanded yes oh oh what a play oh, nice and he didn't lose the two medellos yeah that's a great video you guys should check that one out try to google it dude is walking down an aisle of the stadium Upper deck, got two beers in his hands. Foul ball comes at him, holds both beers, one hand, other hand goes, and he doesn't like just, it doesn't like hit him like right in the chest. He's got to make a reach for it, man. If this was going over the wall, he would have robbed that guy. But hand goes way up in the air, catches it, barehanded. Damn. That's the stuff I'm talking about in life. And the fact that, here's the, th here's the crazy part about it. That dude catches that ball, does not spill any of his beers and then tries to hand the ball to a little kid. That's class. That's how you do it, man. It, first off, if you're over the age of like 14 and you're bringing a baseball mitt to the fucking game, first off, leave it in the car, dude. What are you doing? Are you that hard up for attention? Do you need to be like, are, are you that like, 
The ball must come to me. I must have the ball. It is destined that a ball is going to come to me. My stepdad, first Twins game I'd ever gone to, Twins versus Mariners, I'll never forget it. It was at the old Metrodome, which is such a piece of shit. But when I was like nine, I'm like, that's fucking amazing. The Metrodome? We're going to the Metrodome? Do they let people in there? I, I wasn't aware. I mean, I've been there for a monster truck rally, but a baseball game? Do we make enough money to go to a baseball game? The Twins? At the Metrodome? No way. So we went. My shitty stepdad caught a foul ball. Now remember, I'm like nine at the time. I had my mitt. Fuck yeah, I had my mitt. Because I'm nine. My old man catches a foul ball. What does that son of a bitch do? I kind of sat there like, hey, um, I'll, I'll take the ball. And he's like, no, it's mine. I was like, what? My mom's like, oh, give it to him. He's like, no, he can catch his own foul ball. I'm like, holy shit, dude, you are like fucking 32. What are you doing? I'm like, really? And uh, even the lady behind us was like, hey, you know, like, yeah, them kids get the ball. Yeah, give the kid the ball. My old man fucking standing firm would not give me the baseball. And I'm like, well, he must really want this baseball. He will probably bring it home and put it up on a, on a mantle. You know, didn't realize my dad was such a big baseball fan, but yeah, he'll probably put it on the mantle. You know, he'll make sure that everyone knows that he caught that foul ball. There must be something special to it. Fuck no. Went into a box, never displayed it, never put it out, never was used ever again. Didn't even like bring it home. I was like, here, you guys go play with this. It's, a, it's just a, you know, one of a million foul balls on the planet. I don't know. Just didn't do shit with it. Just literally fucking took it. And then that was that. Didn't give it to me. Didn't give it to any other kids. Just kept it for himself. Because what the fuck, dude? I don't know. You catch a hockey puck at a game, give it to a kid. You catch a baseball at a game, give it to a goddamn kid. Like, it'll make their goddamn day. Have you seen those videos where, like, like a uh, a foul ball gets hit and a kid goes up to go get the ball and he reaches up and it hits his glove and it bounces out and then a kid, like, three seats over gets that baseball and he sees the look in the eye, the disappointment of that kid who whose glove did not secure that baseball, and he walks over and he hands him that baseball. And the kid with the glove gives that kid a big hug and then the tears start rolling. Every goddamn time I cry. Every time. Doesn't matter what sport. You hand a kid a baseball, a puck. If some bat comes out of a kid's hand and dad one hands it, he hands that shit to a small child and then that small child uses it years later to be able to commit a violent crime. That's the type of shit that gets me every single time. That is the stuff I love. I'm a big fan. Gracie, definitely work concession at Monster Jam. You know, for how silly and white trash it is, I love me some goddamn Monster Jam. However, the greatest moment at a Monster Jam ever. This was two years ago. My daughter wanted to go. She wanted to take a friend for her birthday. We go to Monster Jam. In the middle of Monster Jam, the guy gets out of his big monster truck and he's like, I want to dedicate that last run to little Billy. Little Billy, little Billy out there fighting cancer, little Billy in the hospital. I did that one for you, bud. You're in our thoughts. You're in our prayers. And standing next to me is little Billy's mom and dad. And uh, they just wanted to give us an update on little Billy. You let us know. I wanted to tell you the world that little Billy's a fighter. They wanted to let him know that little Billy ain't going to give up. So mom, dad, Teresa, and Robert, 
How is little Billy? Well, little Billy passed this morning. You could hear a fucking pin drop in U.S. Bank Stadium. It was the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, did nobody from behind the camera go, shut the fuck up, shut up, shut up, fuck it, no. And also little Billy's mom, what are you doing standing out there? Holy shit, why are you at Monster Jam? Ah, oh, it was the most awkward thing I've ever seen, man. It, really, <laughs> it was so fucking weird. Even Kinley's like, this is so bad. It's like, yeah, someone's going to have to get fired over this. You're not going to tell the guy who just got out of Gravedigger that little Billy is not with us anymore? Holy shit. I mean, I know about communication breakdown, but dude, you're running a multi-billion dollar outfit. These trucks are worth like $250,000. Do you know what it takes to be able to get a monster truck to a venue? Not, a lo- not just one, like 12 of them to set all this shit up. You guys can't drop a memo that little Billy didn't make it through the night? What the fuck? Ugh. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm trying to read some quotes here, not quotes, comments, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? But holy shit, man, it was the most awkward thing I've ever seen. So, all right. Well, on that note, <laughs> moving on, everybody moving on. I, uh, I came across this guy the other day. This is, I'm going to make a point here in just a moment about people and motivation and One of the things I hear from parents all the time about children, and if this is just not the epitome of that, um, guy recently arrested for having upwards of 1,000 catalytic converters in a storage locker. It almost sounded like the exhaust had fallen off. That's very frustrating. You feel so violated. Before this thing started, we would see maybe one vehicle every month. Now we see three to five a day. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. I hear a lot of parents a lot of the time go, you know, that goddamn kid of mine, every single day I just walk downstairs and he's just playing video games 15 hours a day. That's all he does. Does nothing else but play those goddamn video games. You know what that kid needs? He needs to find something in life. He needs to become a productive member of society. He needs something that motivates him. He needs something that he can really set his heart to. I think you just said it. That kid is super into that video game. He's doing something that he finds interesting for 15 hours a day. It's not the lack of motivation. It's the lack of him doing something that you don't want him to do for 15 hours a day. Is it good for him to play those games for 15 hours a day? People will go, it'll rot your brain. It'll rot. I don't know. Maybe it develops amazing hand-eye coordination. Maybe it promotes problem solving. Dude, you ever tried to, you know, Fucking when Medal of Honor first came out, do you know how many hours we'd spend trying to figure that shit out? Like where you had to go, who you had to meet, what key you had to get, what key worked for what door. It's all problem solving, all that stuff. So maybe these kids, and also, I don't know if you've noticed, a lot of these kids have figured out a way to become millionaires. They're pretty goddamn good at it. So when we're talking about people that are like, he's just not motivated. No, he's just not motivated to do the shit you want him to do. So let's find the thing that he can be motivated at. How can he take that information and that sort of drive and move it over to something that is productive that can make him money? Might be video games, might be something else. You never know. But you start forcing people into do the shit they don't want to do and immediately they will find a way to not do it anymore. That's just human nature. So this guy's stealing 100,000 
or excuse me, a thousand catalytic converters and sticking them into a storage locker. Do you know how much work that involves? That is a ton of goddamn work. How do we get that guy off the streets getting underneath your car and stealing your catalytic converter? How do we get that guy into an engineering degree? How do we get that guy actually doing something good for society? That's the tough part. Maybe he's just been in this life of crime for so long that he's like, dude, I'm not going to fucking, you know, I'm not going to go goddamn and get a degree. That's too hard. Steal catalytic converters. How do we change it? Because obviously this guy has some gumption, some how-to, a little bit of motivation. He's got grit and laying on his backside, stealing catalytic converters off of Honda Elements. Do they have catalytic converters? I own one. I have no idea. I imagine it does. All I'm saying is, God damn it, let's find another outlet for these people. No one knows how much work it is to go steal a catalytic converter unless you've done it. It's a lot of goddamn work. Wouldn't it be nice if we had that guy maybe fixing hospital beds? Maybe if he learned how to be an x-ray technician? Maybe if that dude could go work on fighter jets in the Air Force? Just saying, there's other avenues that people can go down. Don't knock this dude. This dude's got some, got some grit. He's got some gumption. He knows what he's doing. A thousand catalytic converters in a storage locker is no small feat. You don't just stumble across catalytic converters. It's not like somebody threw one out of a window, ditching it like a pile of ditch weed because the cops were on their tail. No, no, no. You got to work your ass off for them. Let's find another outlet for these people. Also, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Every day at 9.45 a.m. It's live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Saturday night, the Comedy Club of Kansas City. I'm going to be there with Jonathan Kite. Coming up Thursday, June 9th, downtown Minneapolis. Comedy at the Crane. Stand up raw. Ticket info going out today. June 11th, that's the Dirty Show over at Spring Street Tavern, Club Underground. Make sure you come to that one. Going to be funny. 8 p.m. Uh, ticket info should be up next week. And then June 22nd, Wednesday night, Ineffable Brewing, Burnsville, Minnesota. A stacked lineup that night. Damn, we got a good lineup. So, um, Mira, sometimes your logic is fucked. What, what's my logic? What are you talking about? The guy with the... Th- oh, that's, that's, that's great logic. What are you talking about? That guy knows how to do something. Let's figure out... Listen, in that DiCaprio movie with Tom Hanks... The government wasn't like, you know what? We got to bring this guy to justice. We got to bring this guy down. He's been forging them checks. Identity. They were like, listen, dude, you're going to have to do like two years because you were kind of, a, you kind of put us through some shit. But then after that, we're using your skills, my man. We're putting that shit to good use. Have this guy figure out a way to become an underwater welder. He knows what he's doing around pipes. I'm telling you. That's the problem. Mira's like, your logic is so fucked. No, no, no. Because eventually what's going to happen is there's going to be some study in like 12 years where they go, you know, we found out all these dudes that were really good at stealing catalytic converters were also amazing tower builders because they've been working around pipes for so long and they knew, you know, the melting point of certain metals. They knew how to work a, a TIG welder. Next thing you know, man, these guys are going to be building towers for us, you know, putting up skyscrapers. And we go, how'd you get your start? I was stealing catalytic converters back in 2022. See, that's, I'm telling you, that shit's coming back around. Mark my words. All right, you guys, I really do appreciate you hanging out for the afternoon, for the morning, I should say. But I'm out of here. You guys take care. Have a great day. And thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.